going on, guys? You're on the sidelines with the sideline guys. I'm Derek. John Toronto. And we have uh, Life's a Botch host, Dwayne Dickey, a.k.a. Highlight Reel. What's going on, bro? What's going on, family? It feels good to be on the sideline, guys. Yes, sir. Pleasure yes, to have sir. you, brother. Pleasure to have you. Man, been great, brother. It's been great. Just uh, trying to stay productive during this quarantine phase, man. You know how y'all it's brothers holding up. Yeah. Can't complain, <laughs> man. Just staying productive, too. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Ain't got nothing Pretty else much. to do but try to be. You know what I mean? Uh-uh. Yeah. 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 There's no need to waste any time. <laughs> Yeah, ah, I hear that. Different time. <laughs> time yeah. Um, yes, sir. So let's go ahead right. and get into it. We're going to um, discuss a couple of things here today. Um, we have uh, just the just yesterday was announced that uh, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, and Tim Duncan will be headlining the 2020 Hall of Fame class. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, you just wish Kobe was here for it. You know what I mean? It. it 20 years of of how hard he worked you know i just looking back you know they would always do those espn they weren't even 30 for 30s they were just those like background documentaries kind of just uh, a player's work ethic or you know what they've accomplished so far in the career already already accomplished and you know they always had those videos of kobe and how he would be up at two in the morning working out Mm -hmm. uh before the team ever got, even got there. And then by the time they actually did get there, he was on his third workout already and, you know, healing in the, in the medical room and like doing all this stuff, you know, just, I'm, I'm happy he got it. Obviously I just, you know, I w- we all wish he was here to, you know, yeah. how much dedication he gave to the game um, and how much really didn't. So posthumously, I feel, I feel like we found out a lot more about what he contributed to basketball because Kobe, yeah. Kobe as we knew, didn't didn't give a fuck about anybody. I mean, it was Kobe, Kobe, <laughs> yeah. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm I'm trying to win chips. I'm trying to be Jordan. You know, that was all we knew. But then you started mm-hmm. to find out all these stories and you know, texts he would send and his support for the WNBA. Um, honestly, besides basketball, all the stuff we've heard so far about how he's you know contributed to basketball is a Hall of Fame in itself. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Posthumously, he, he's done so much for the NBA that we never even knew about for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Taking in Jason Tatum, taking in all these younger players. I mean, he was doing that before he even retired. And we didn't know. No, I would have never yeah. known. Yeah. And that just that just shows the type of person and, and, and high class that he is, right? I mean, yeah. he's the biggest competitor out there. You know, he, mm-hmm. even going back to the Olympics, he, he's betting – you know, five grand on a one-on-one game against Kyrie, but saw Kyrie as one of his little brothers and loved him to death. You know what I mean? Like it, mm. he, it's just those little things that you didn't know he did and, and just seeing the influence he's had on so many people. And honestly, I think it, the, NBA, the WNBA in general, I think is improving, right? I think, I think the quality of the game is getting better. I do actually enjoy watching the games. I'm not trying to sound, you know, facetious or anything. Like I really genuinely do. I think Kobe was going to help take it to that next level. I think so too. I, I was. Um, I've been. I've been watching a couple of games for the last few seasons um, for WNBA, but um, my whole thing was I just wanted to see it be put on a bigger platform because they deserve right. it. Like those are good oh, games. Right. They're good games. They're uh, talented and, players, and, man. Yeah, yeah. Listen, they got a lot people, of notable names. They do. They do. Actually, the reason why I even stopped started watching the WNBA was um, Candace Parker. So I thought she was one of the best ah, people yeah. ever. Yes, she used to yeah. ball in college. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and 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 I was like, I gotta keep watching her. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. she's, she's that good. You know, she's better than mm-hmm. I think her brother Antonio Parker. Remember him from the Raptors? Oh yeah, that's, that's her brother. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. better than him. She's wow. better than him. I forgot about him. <laughs> Yeah, he was not. Well, I think yeah. he was the Raptors, exactly. then he was with LeBron and Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was better. He said straight up, she could beat me one on one. Period. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she's that good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. And, and just quick story, like it's just random. But when I was in college, obviously they had the the men's and women's basketball team, right? So I'm playing basketball on the court at college or at my college or whatever, and it's like me, a couple of my boys, and a couple of random people. 
I think it was like four of the girls from the women's basketball team come in. They're like, hey, can we play? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You know, come play, whatever. So, this, mind you, this is D3, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. M4 against me, my two boys, and this one guy. They bust our ass. Like, I think it was like 16 I can't even front. Like, I, I, we didn't even score. Like, they just, <laughs> the, the skill level of, so you see it, right? Throughout yeah. different levels of ball. There's like mm-hmm. in, intramural, whatever you call it, you mm-hmm. know, rec league. And then there's like D3, D2, D1, NBA, so on and so forth. D3 alone, those players are fucking good. Like, yeah. And that's any, any uh, you know, men's or women. Yeah. Um, but this, this is skill level, right? So like they may, maybe if we got the ball, like we didn't even get the ball. They straight up just made all the twos that they shot, right? Mm-hmm. If we got it, maybe we would have scored. But the skill level in itself, that's how good they are. I mean, they, they're really, yeah. like, and people just, because they're what? They're not high-flying and dunking and throwing alley-oops every two plays. Like, I don't, I mean, does NBA really do that all the time now anyway? It's just Curry shooting threes, right? I mean, it's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's not that anyway. You know, it's more skill-based. I think they've actually moved more towards what the WNBA is, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still athletes out there, obviously. But um, mm-hmm. you just see the development and skill has been there more so. I mean, you're seeing center shoot, centers dribble, power forwards shoot, power forwards dribble. The WNBA has done that since, I mean, Lisa Leslie, right? Like, that, that's what right, they've always right. done. So, um, you know, I, and it just sucks that people won't see that. But I, And I think Kobe was going to influence that. And, and, again, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. So I think that in itself, what he could have done is Hall of Fame in itself. Oh, yeah. Most Easily. definitely. Easily. Most definitely. So, you know, I, I respect that. And, obviously, Tim Duncan's one of the most accomplished power forwards ever, arguably – the best um and then kg uh, i'm uh, you know we talked about it. I, i'm wondering if uh who, who, is, who is he gonna go into to the hall of fame with uh as a t wolf or as a celtic what do you think Derek? yeah uh, it's it's hard because he um his his prime was more so as as a timberwolf um Ah oh, man, yeah, his prime was more so in Minnesota, but his championship was in Boston. So, you know, of course, selfishly, I would like for him to go in as a Celtic. I, I think, man, I don't know. So, I put it this way: look at know. it, look at it like this. If KG never played for the Celtic, let's say he went like, as a you're seen as a fan, obviously. Let's yeah. say he went to the. Magic and won the championship. Where would you say mm-hmm. he would land? That's hard because I mean, his again, his his yep. prime was more so in Minnesota, but then the championship would be with Orlando. That's so usually what like, matters. The championship is what usually you know, yeah, usually does matter. But ah, man, I don't know. Mm. Both are beasts, Minnesota. KG and 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 Boston KG were both beasts. So I don't know, man. I I, I just want to. I'm going <laughs> to be biased. He wants to say something so bad. Dwayne, help him out, man. Like, what do you think? I, I'm <laughs> Dwayne. I think I think it's most likely to be a, a, a Minnesota though. But I, okay. I selfishly want to mm, see him. You want to see Celtic. him? Yeah. Dwayne, what's your thoughts? Okay. Uh, for me, okay, so from the graphic that I've seen, now it could have just been the graphic designer that made it. It did show KG in a Timberwolves jersey. Uh, however, you know, it is a 50-50 split. You can argue. I mean, he he really was known mostly for his Minnesota Wolves, you know, Timberwolves days, but that championship does play a big part. I mean, because the significance of the big three you know, and then them actually winning the championship, going back to the championship, you know, all of those things, it, it ties in the fact that you can't really ignore or forget the Celtic side of things. So I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if it, it's kind of like the, like with Kobe with his jersey getting retired in LA, you know, when it was like, okay, is it eight or is it 24? Which one, which one's getting retired? And it ended up being both. So. <laughs> For all we know, honestly, guys, I just feel like I wouldn't be surprised if he's inducted as a member of both teams. Uh, You know, uh, because even with Shaq, you know, Shaq, 
how many teams was Shaq on? You know, when when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame, I mean, this man was a Celtic. This man was a Cavalier. He was a a Magic. He was a Laker. He was like, you know, after the Heat, man. He was he was flirting with every team in the league. I feel like so yeah. Phoenix Sun. <laughs> yeah, he was a Phoenix Sun. You know, so Damn. I mean, in some retrospect, you know, Shaq. Even though everybody remembers Shaq as a Laker and a Magic mostly. I'm pretty sure he went in, uh, you know, because he did win a, a championship with the Heat. So it's like he, you know, that being said, you got to throw his Heat history in there, too, as a Hall of Famer. So I, I really don't even think it's going to matter which team. I think it's just his overall, you know, resume of what he did in the NBA. And um, this is a dope class. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to lie. This is a, a really, really dope class, probably one of the one of the most – headline classes probably in a while um, that they've had. I mean, this is just these three alone right here. And then the likes of Tamika Catchings and, you know, Barbara Stevens and Eddie Sutton and, you know, so many of the others that are. Uh, How about Rudy Tomjanovic? He, yeah, I'm shocked. He, I thought he was already in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, he didn't win. So I think the, the reason. I don't know. So writers are weird, right? Like it's the same thing for for Hall of Fame choices for the MLB. Like mm-hmm. there's certain players that should have been unanimous, but there's always that one writer that had a vendetta against that player, right? That's just <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if his. So obviously he won the two championships with Houston, but that was when Jordan retired. So sure. maybe writers said, well, he only did it because Jordan retired. You know what I mean? It. Mm. I don't believe in that shit though. Like they play who they play. Like nobody told Jordan to retire. <laughs> Should they have not played the NBA seasons because he wasn't there? Like I mean, right. Right. come on, you know. Like he's yeah. won, honestly like he had a decent playing career. Uh, he's uh-huh. with the the Rockets from nineteen uh, because nineteen eighty or seventy uh-huh. or something like that. That he started as a player and that he's been with the the or was with the organization the whole time as an assistant coach, head coach, uh, and obviously won a championship. So. Uh, I'm shocked that he just got in. Uh, honestly, uh, yeah. he's one of the most accomplished pe- uh, coaches or pe- people in basketball. I agree. You know, I agree. So, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah, it's but, gonna um, be interesting. It's gonna be yeah. interesting. I, 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 who do you guys think is going to uh, speak for Kobe? Vanessa. You know what, Vanessa? Yeah, Vanessa could do it. Um, and, you know, to be honest, I wouldn't even be surprised, even though uh, Duncan and Garnett have their moments, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them even kind of find a way to speak on it. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, they, they're they all connected in, in a way, true. you know? So, like, because no, how I, many... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, uh, people talk about, you know, Kobe and how many championships he won in his, in his playing time, and then Duncan has always been, like, his quiet rival in a sense of like hey he's a mirror image like he has just as many and you know this and that he's just he hasn't been as charismatic as Kobe or Kevin Garnett or some you know some of the other guys we know so who's to say he wouldn't have something to say you know on his back you know KG I mean we we heard where KG admitted he really wanted to join the Lakers at one point Mm -hmm. you know and team Mm -hmm. up with Kobe so who's Mm -hmm. to say both of these gentlemen won't find a way to maybe come together and you know yeah you know so it's, it's a lot of possibilities. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of possibilities. You know, so I, I would say it depends how long they really want to. I, they might give Kobe a little bit of a longer stage, you know, than mm-hmm. normal. Maybe grab somebody from each phase of his career, his life. You know, mm-hmm. Vanessa for a little bit. Um, somebody who he's influenced in the WNBA because because of that influence he's had on it. Um, a former Laker teammate from. You know, but whether it's Shaq or Rick Fox or somebody, you know. Yeah. Um, the next phase, Laker team, you know, the Powell, maybe Powell Gasol. Mm, um, okay. You know, so Powell and Kobe were tight. I mean, it, pe- people didn't know, like, how, how tight they really were. And, it, you know, it's, the, the, the thing, one, I don't know, for some reason, the, the one thing I always remember, remember about Kobe is, his, did you know he knew, like, nine languages? Like, he was fluent yeah, in yeah. nine languages. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The one yeah. thing I always remember is him talking to Powell and and Spain. You know, Spain Spanish is different than than regular mm-hmm. Spanish, right? It's just different, right. different like semantics to it or whatever. Um, and then whatever Sasha Vujicic was, I, I can't remember what he was, Slovakian 
or something. He spoke that too. It's like I always remember that. You know, they always show them on the sideline, purposely speaking the other language, so the other team didn't know what they were talking about. Like as a competitive yeah. advantage. <laughs> yeah. That's just yeah. so neat. You know, what I mean, it's that show. That's Kobe. That that shows yeah, who yeah. Kobe is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was just he was and he was just talking to Luca on the sideline. Uh, oh like, yeah, that's right. December, November. Yeah, December, when he stopped November. when he stopped them in the back and, and, yeah. and said his thing. Um, Slovenia, I think it's Slovenia, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't. Luca know. was like, I was it's, like, what the fuck? Just... <laughs> 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 I was speaking my language. I I don't have family here. <laughs> it's fucking Kobe. He's like, oh, bro, you know, I've been retired. I learned about thirty languages, so <laughs> like, you know, honestly. You know, the Mamba mentality was was always people just thought it was just basketball, but you could just you can attribute it to anything. I mean, the, yeah, the man yeah. could really do anything. He won a fucking Oscar. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you? Just if you look retired. back, let's, let's go back to two thousand and nine. <laughs> all right, to mm. you know, two thousand nine, Kobe, nearest prime, you would argue, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Ever think he'd be an Oscar winner eight, seven years later? No, not at all. You never won. No. One, no. we didn't know about and him, which I think yeah, I was about makes to say, it that much. Yeah, it has nothing to do with him not being able to do it. It's just. I just, we didn't know. We knowing, didn't, yeah. we knew nothing about Kobe except I worked out at 5 a.m. I didn't leave. I, I worked out after the game when I, when I dropped 60 because I felt like it. And I'm back at the gym again at 2 a.m. That's all I knew about Kobe. Right. And right. his daughters. Right. I mean, his daughters were probably daughters, so we know about that. Mm-hmm. The rest of the piece too. But, um, you know, it, it, it's just, uh, God, he's influential, man. He really is. And and it would have been nice to hear his speech too. Right. Well, I can only imagine the stories they, that he still had to tell, right? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, there there was a joke at his funeral made, I believe it was by I forgot who actually mentioned it, but somebody was like, knowing Kobe, he probably already had a a, a pre written speech. For his Hall of Fame ceremony, you know, somewhere stashed <laughs> yeah. away. So he had it written probably in 1995 or something, man. That's cool. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. who's to say? So you never know. Somebody might actually have found that and pulled that out. You never right. know. That'd man. Be amazing, so, man. Honestly, <laughs> which, if, or, you if, know, if that's the case, then then it would just make sense for um, Vanessa, uh, for Vanessa, yeah, to to read that. That would make that. sense. Definitely. I, ho- I hope that's the case, man. And you know, it, it, it's something we want to talk about is the top, you know, top and most influential NBA players we've seen in 30 years, 40 years, however you want to look back, right? right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I always thought Kobe was an influential player, but so, you know, before anything happened with the crash, right? You know, I mm-hmm. people knew it was Kobe and Shaq, right? Right. You know, mm-hmm. who didn't know about the three P? Who didn't know about the 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 next Showtime Lakers, quote unquote? Um, posthumously, he—I think he's become more influential than we ever, ever would have thought. He, he transcended the sport before he, he tra- died. He transcended the sport in Man, itself. He went into before another. <laughs> he went into another atmosphere after he died. Like I don't right. even know. It's right. I don't know. He, he, it's tough to bring the words together, right? It's just like yeah. He, he showed that any player can ha- can do something besides basketball. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's again, I never thought Kobe would be an Oscar winner. I never thought Kobe would be so influential for the WNBA. Not that I think he shouldn't have been, but I yeah. would have just never known, right? Yeah. I don't think Kobe even, even thought he could do it. <laughs> Realistically, I mean, the man, like I said, the man for 20 years was all basketball all the time besides family. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And he just showed, like, you can give this dedication for so many years, but then just transfer that motivation to something else. Yeah, he was he, yeah. he was a living representation of, you know, a lot of times in any sport, athletes would always struggle with life after a sport they've been so great at for so long. And he was starting to show, like, what life could be like for any athlete after a sport that, has been something that's all you've ever known. And uh, in in Kobe's case, man, you know, I look at this and it's crazy because I I was, as as you guys were talking, I thought about uh, the the documentary movie LeBron had uh, more than a game. And in Kobe's case, it's like more than a sport. 
because this man literally just proved like sports is not my ceiling. You know, like I've did it for so long to a point where I, I fell out of love and it's like, I can't do this anymore. Like it's still in my mind and my heart, but my body don't agree no more. Uh, and, and, and boom, you know, we, we were just starting to see what else he could do. And, um, and now it just sets the fold for a LeBron James and so many others. Like, what are they going to do once time is over? You know what I mean? Like, so it's 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 definitely uh, interesting to see because we see we see a lot of players now branching off and doing other things. Kevin, you know, Kevin Durant uh, doing other ventures outside of basketball on the side. You know, Steph Curry. Uh, you know, with the um, film production that he's got on the side, you know, and like I said, even with LeBron and things they've been doing. So it, it's a lot of people now that are following in those footsteps and starting to do other things outside of basketball so that when they do finally, re- you know, call it quits, they have other things that keep them busy. And, and you know what? Yeah. I give a lot of credit for that, you know, to, to, to the players that decided to do it. So like the Kobe's, but also to to the leagues, right? So the NBA right. or the NFL, they have started these programs to to get players ready for the next step, whatever they want that next step to be. Uh, mm-hmm. You want to be a businessman? We got programs for that. You, you know, you want to start your own company? We're, we got you. You know what I mean? It, it's they got the money to do it, right? As long as they're smart with their money, they'll have money to start something eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just as long as they set them up for it. And you know, honestly, so one, you know, one one player, I think is one of the most influential. He didn't necessarily do, maybe he does. I don't know much about AI off the court. Uh-huh. Um, but he changed the perception of we need to do whatever the NBA says. Right. Mm, so yeah, you remember right. with AI, talk about practice, like, fuck you, I ain't practicing. <laughs> I mean, he, he AI changed. So I would say AI is probably one of the most influential NBA players ever. Probably the most. Because before AI, everybody was... I think someone said it in the Facebook group, right? You know, following the company line, doing what the NBA says when they say it. Can you think mm-hmm. of any other player that was, you know, out of bounds like AI? Think of one. That that got out away of with it in terms of not mm-hmm. following the company line, wearing what he wanted, saying what he wanted, didn't do Dennis the suit Rodman. and tie shit. Uh, oh, he's, he's yeah, I was gonna say Dennis Rodman. He can't really count. I mean, he's, <laughs> uh, he's a <laughs> crazy motherfucker. Because <or> <laughs> he, yeah, I was gonna say in a different way, he was kind of just out there uh, yeah, doing his own you're thing. You're right about that. Right this about man that. went to, saying... you know, he he did go to a WCW event, literally skipping practice just to go to that, you know, and yeah. caused a lot of, you know, what I'm saying. So it's... didn't he wrestle after after uh, winning a championship? Yeah. He wrestled after winning a championship, and even leading up to that, he literally, like, appeared at a WCW event to promote that match, and this was while the finals was still going on, and he missed a practice that had Phil Jackson heated, you know? And then he, like, uh, you know, which, you know, we'll talk about, um, you know, because I watched the Untold that the WWE Network had on it, and Rodman literally, like, he didn't throw Jordan under the bus. He literally just mentioned Jordan, like, in a sense of, like, oh, yeah, Jordan didn't mind that. He knew that I was going to do that. I mean, he knew that I was going to come game time. Jordan knew that I was going to be I was going to be there and I was going to show right. up and mm-hmm. show out. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, he – I don't think it re- he was really bothered at the fact that I missed a practice, you know, and I was just like, yeah, wow, okay. So if he believes that, too. So, okay, if, if that's the case, then <laughs> what, what can you say? But, but – I, I, I can see what you mean on AI as far as, like, in a different way how he uh, influenced it in, in a different format. Because people were rocking. Look at how many NBA players are tatted now. You know, NBA players weren't really tatted up like that, uh, you know, until AI came with tattoos and, and, and cornrows yeah, and cornrows, stuff like that. Yeah. What he wanted, you know? when he wanted, man. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. if y'all remember, he's really one of the first players to wear, like, in-game accessories. The shooting oh, yeah. sleeve and stuff. Nobody really wore stuff before yeah. him. Yeah, mm, he's a. Really? I think he's honestly. He might be the first player to actually that, wear a sleeve during games. That is a very. That is a very underrated, uh, uh, influential player. Right. You know, yeah. it's. Terms. I, yeah, I can see that exactly. And it's not just off the court. Yeah. It's not just on the court. It could be both. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, 
every player now almost wears an accessory. So it's like if right. AI started it, how's that not influential? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that he and, just, and, he, you know, his style and, and what he wore. And they put a dress code in because of him. Remember that? Right. I, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember that. There was this whole yeah, thing. It's like David Stern's yeah. like, no, nah, fuck that. Hold up. Hold up. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck is this? <laughs> Don't put a fucking tie on. <laughs> and AI's like, fuck yep. you. I ain't doing it. Either <laughs> yeah. you're going to get the views by me playing these games or you can suspend me, dumbass. And he didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, God, rest in peace, David Stern. But shit, Iverson didn't fuck with you. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <Man>. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Shit. Yeah. And, and uh, with, the, with the post that was going viral this weekend about that, um, they they had Michael Jordan, um, they had Kobe, LeBron, and Steph Curry. Do you see taking any one of those guys out for someone else, or okay. maybe expanding it a little bit? <laughs> I wanted to get into this. Give me one. Okay, so let me let me take the stage a little bit here. So <laughs> I'm a I'm typically I don't want to call it a LeBron apologist, but okay. I do, you know, you've seen me all, all up and down the sidelines. I, I support him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take him out. Yeah. I take him out. And that's for now. I think mm-hmm. he could possibly be right back in that top four, right? He has a lot mm-hmm. to go. He has a lot to go basketball-wise and off the court-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we're talking – I think basketball is a little of the most important part here, isn't it? Like when yeah. we talk about influential, it's the NBA. So yeah. if you include LeBron's off the court, I think that outweighs the NBA side of it, and mm-hmm. because he does a lot. I mean, he he's opened schools, he donates money every year to different organizations. I mean, he's one of the most influential people in the world. I'll say that, probably the the most, arguably. Mm-hmm. But basketball wise, what has he changed? Uh, well, I could say this. Um, first, um, you had the the whole moving going to South Beach, taking his talents to South Beach. Okay. So that that gave players the um, courage to not be afraid to just go wherever the hell they wanted to go. So that's why you had the Kevin Durant going to Golden State. That's why you had um, uh, uh, Paul George being so vocal about wanting to go somewhere else when he was still in Indiana. Um, and since then, a lot of other players have, have changed teams and not really cared about what it did so, to their legacy, quote-unquote. Yeah, I guess that's influence. So I guess you're now that the arguments, whether it's positive or negative influence, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but, I'll but say, I mean, the also, way he went about it, though, do you really give him credit? <sighs> yes. I mean... I but, but he didn't let the team know this, he was leaving. He just said, fuck y'all. Well, <laughs> also, you can also make an argument that teams don't let players know too much when they're about to be traded. True. Yeah, true. You know I'll what I'm saying? So it's right. it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's a catch-22. Um, I'll say this, though. That wasn't the only thing that he changed. Think about the way guys are doing contracts right now. Mm. The mm-hmm. two years. Wow. Contract the two year contracts, um, but also, um, I, I don't I don't have it up right now. But there was something I read yesterday that just said that there are only nine players that are going to be paid if the season ends right now, and all nine of those are with um, Rich Paul. So uh, the way that they they've all set up their contracts, they're all okay. still going to get paid. You know, um, but I'll say this. Even with saying all of that, I'm either going to expand this out a little bit or take mm-hmm. LeBron out for one reason. Because I think there are two people that I would place above LeBron in that case. And that's Magic and, and Larry. Think about I- this. If Magic and Bird did not do what they did in the late 80s, early 90s, we wouldn't mm-hmm. even have the NBA the way that it is right now. Hmm. Okay. I can see that. It, w- it wouldn't even be at the level it is. They saved market, the NBA. Um, they saved it. Yeah. Uh, the the way that guys are able to market themselves, um, um, and David Stern actually made them the face of the league. So I, I, I would either expand this out to six, 
or I would uh, expand it to five and take LeBron out and just say he's on the fringe. But I think mm. those two should definitely be mentioned. You're right. They should be mentioned. Um, I would extend it. I definitely would extend that list because so so we are talking complete influential and not game changer, right? We are separating influential the two aspects, right? Okay. Yeah. So if we're talking strictly influential, based off the points you just made regarding LeBron, you have to have him in there from yeah. the business aspect because yeah. like you said, it's changing the way people transition to what team they want to go to because you saw Kevin Durant do it. You've seen Twice. <clears throat> twice. Yeah, twice. You've seen Kyrie do it. You know, you've seen uh -huh. Kyrie do it. You've seen literally all twice. of these other star players twice. <laughs> Shit, LeBron. LeBron was like that uh that Pikachu meme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, when Kyrie said, fuck it, I'm out. He was like, oh, wait. <laughs> Hold on. This, I, I started this. <laughs> what <Yeah>. are you doing? <laughs> you know? Like yeah. that's why I said you go down the line. I mean, all of these players are literally following what he did in that aspect and and i mean and even with the contracts i mean again kevin durant doing the same thing two-year contracts mm -hmm. things of that nature i mean everybody's literally doing that Kawhi, one plus you know, one, another example. more money exactly plus one exactly well, you know well i'll let you finish your point because i, I want to ask something else <laughs> well you know and that's why it's like so i mean i have to you you have to put him in there and then of course you know you you made a, a good point with Magic and Bird. I mean, that's kind of like you know the 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 pillar of it all. You know, like you needed that foundation to get to where some of these other players are at. Uh, and then of course, again, you can't leave Iverson out because he was influential in the swagger side of the NBA. You know, the NBA doesn't have its awesome hip hop swagger. Yeah, yeah, the culture, the swag, the hip hop, all of that. Right. Literally, like AI brought a hip hop aspect into the NBA, which made it that much more cool to people. And before you know it, again, you just started seeing everybody with it. Like when you mentioned accessories, you start seeing the Carmelos of the world wearing accessories and, and you know, so many others, you know, like... Shoot, Kobe, uh, too. Yeah. Hey, and listen, Alan, Alan Everson <laughs> got a lot of attention for all of that, obviously, in basketball, too. During the, mm -hmm. during the, the 2000 Lakers like era, he was still mm -hmm. taking highlights. He was still taking taking TV time from one of the best teams of all time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so yeah. that's is that influential in itself? I mean, if you're able to yeah. take attention away from that, uh, that's just crazy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. No, I would agree with that. Now, I will say one thing: basketball only. Mm -hmm. I think Steph Curry is one of the most influential basketball only players of all time. So I was watching the 2008 mm. NBA Finals uh, Game Six. Good, Derek. You know mm -hmm. about that, right? <laughs> oh, I love that game. Uh, <laughs> when you watch that game, it's a whole different sport. It is. Oh man, it's a whole different sport. It is. There's no spacing. There, there's no. I mean, <laughs> you you compare games in the finals today to, yeah. to a game in the finals back then. They're yeah. two totally different basketballs. Defense. And that is Curry. Having a big man, you know, that actually mattered down low, you yep. know? Mm -hmm. Kendrick Perkins and KG were on the court at the same time. If you did that right now yeah. in this era, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love Kendrick Perkins, one of the greatest defenders ever. But can he can he handle yeah. spacing? I mean, come on. No. Uh, no. Not, KG. Not, not. Andrew Bynum yeah, couldn't. I, I mean, say Dwight KG maybe could have been able to hold up for him. KG could. KG, KG, KG is KG actually the – KG would cover for him. Uh, yeah. Well, he's he's the, the, the prototypical center of this era. I think right. if KG was hooping now, he'd be oh. arguably one of the greatest of all time. KG could play in like, any he era. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this one, he KG was just dominant in any era. Because remember, yeah. he was not even able to really use all of his skill. He could dribble. He mm -hmm. obviously played perimeter and out uh, down low defense. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he could score at all levels on the court. They didn't mm -hmm. let power forwards do that back then. If he was in this right. era, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Can you I mean, we're talking like KD. With KG as your five, right? I mean, he, he he arguably is as good or better than KD. Oh yeah, oh KD versus KG would be amazing. Man, what? Oh, they just never gave God. they never gave that era the ability to spread out, and I don't understand why. 
somebody oh. the only the only person that was on that fringe of of that maybe changing things up a little bit was Mike D'Antoni. Mm, yeah. yeah. He was, he was right there with changing it up, but didn't didn't yeah. I mean he never succeeded with it, right? I think the mm-hmm. Warriors was that did, and that's why everything changed. But yeah, yeah, well, it's uh, and it's because we know with playoff basketball, to some degree, the old style does still kind of take its effect because it, it we know does. the game slows down. It does, so right. it's not completely as prehistoric as we think, because mm-hmm. when the game really slows down and when it matters most, we see literally time after time we see. You still need to have a good big man who can, you know, get you them rebounds, get down low and do some stuff. You okay. still got to have defense. You know, well, the teams are looking down. for or or now developing on those guys is, is all of it. So, yes, yeah. you need that big man who can rebound the bend, but shit, now he can dribble. Yeah. Oh, he can pull up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, pull up. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why not? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, let, let me ask you guys this then. Would you put Kawhi in there with the load management? Ooh. Hell no. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. All right, all right, well, all right. You know what? I'm only asking cuz you have cuz it's it's changed it's, the way the game is is I'm going to put it this way. Today. I, 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 I'll say no because that ain't Kawhi. That's the Spurs, bro. Do you remember the Spurs did that for years? They, they sat Duncan, they, Parker and Ginobili every almost every other game. They got in trouble. They got they fined. Did. They did, mm-hmm. and and they that actually uh, messed him up going into. That's where he um, learned it from. So yeah, in the finals. But well, yeah. is he learned it from them? But he's the face of load management. It's like plain. it's like it's like. Say again. I said plain ass face. <laughs> Basic as hell. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I'm not a Kawhi fan. You can't tell. Man, oh. Yeah, I just I don't know why that 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 little um that slow smirk that that um you see on on uh, as as memes or gifs I should say yeah. it just popped in my head when you said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I'll say this because if you're talking about influential. And, and and basically changing the game. Yeah, the Spurs did that, but it wasn't like it wasn't as much. I I don't remember seeing those three sit as much as we see Kawhi sit. I agree. Um, let me tell you why. Because even LeBron has been finding himself doing that a whole lot more than than usual. Thank, yeah. Yeah, and if in the you last got two years exactly, and if he's well, he doing has it, reason though, he has reason. He's he's playing what year seventeen? Well, was he, playing year seventeen. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> but he's he's older, so it, it makes a little more sense for him. But you're talking about Kawhi is what twenty, like twenty eight, seven, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Yeah, he's. In those prime years, but like, yeah, it, it, even is then, thirty-five, I think, thirty-four, thirty-five. Yeah, but like, even when you're in your prime years, it's still smart because it is can, smart you, to pace. Yeah, you know, you can give your all, you know, because it's it's, it's like like you got it's, to both points. Like, yes, the Spurs did; they were kind of doing that, and he kind of obviously learned that from them. But even when LeBron could still go, he was still pacing himself. He's always paced himself. Throughout the regular season and went the hardest during the playoffs. So especially on low back backs, exactly. He, he, you know, he he made sure to kind of, you know, specific match back to back matchups to go ahead and just sit exactly games. Exactly. But so, we're so. Se- we're seeing Kawhi sit a lot in the last two years. And, and that low the only management. issue I, I would say the biggest thing for me though with him doing it or any player doing low management by taking games off. I think there should be a rule. It can't be away games. Now yes. I get that. Yes, you know you I have to think. That. There's there's players, there's people that literally buy tickets just to see that player. Right. Now if they're home, they get 41 chances to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you go east, yeah. you only get one chance. You get one away mm-hmm. game over there. Yeah. So, you know, it's and so. I I I agree with that, and that's why I said you know low low management. I would put Kawhi in that influential part of that because, like, 
like like Derek is saying, he in, in a way he has kind of been the face of that because now we're seeing it more ever since he really regularly started doing it. And like now it's to a point where it's like, okay, I agree because, you know, even Stephen A, I believe, made a point like, like that similarly uh, a while back, back when LeBron was doing that. Like, like hey, mm-hmm. I, I get you doing that, but don't do that at away games when people are paying their hard-earned money to come see you that don't get a chance right. to see you often. Uh, right. You know, do that for the home games where, you know, so I agree. Like, the NBA, will, they're probably taking, you know, notice of that. And at some point, if not, well, based off of how unfortunate this season has abruptly ended, uh, I would assume that as they get ready for the following season, more than likely, they'll take that in consideration and more, you know, probably put some type of little rule saying, hey, with load management, it has to be more so with away game, with uh, home games than away games, you know, right. uh, unless it's a serious injury that forces you to have to sit at an away game because sometimes it's probably an injury. Like if you, they could put a boundary on it. Like if you don't have a significant, like a hamstring injury or something that you're trying to like monitor don't sit at any away games, you know, but like right. if, mm-hmm. if you are perfectly healthy and you're just trying to manage yourself and you're at an away game, no, you play and just do that at home games, you know? So mm-hmm. I, there's ways to, to make it work. Yeah. You know? And you know what? Yeah. I'm, I hate low, low management in general, like when they're not injured. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a little bit on the NBA too, though. Like make the schedule more, more flexible, convenient for players yeah. to rest. You know, yeah. maybe a little bit less games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can figure some out. Yeah, they can. I think so there were talks about that. Yeah, I think they have been talking about a shorter season. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a smart thing to do. So, Speaking of, uh, you know, sports teams, NBAs, leagues, uh, you know, this whole coronavirus, uh, the, the whole pandemic, right? We've seen a lot of players um, donating their money and time, meals, whatever it is to help medical professionals or people going through the illness or just communities in general. Um, how do you guys feel about the, I guess, the divide, right, between billionaire owners who are firing their employees, not donating money, and you see millionaire players doing it? What are your thoughts? You can take it, Dwayne. Derek, you take this one first, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm – I'm. Um... Oh. <laughs> I I feel some type of way about um about all that. Like when you're talking about uh NBA rookies no matter what their pay scale is, NBA rookies that are out here actually paying uh um salaries of arena staff mm-hmm. and the owner isn't doing that. I, I have a problem with that. That's that should be something that the owner is doing because that's your that's your team. That's the building you play in. You're paying that rookie. Like why is it that he has to be the one that does that? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have a problem with the, with with players actually paying for stuff, um or, or or helping the community out. But when you're talking about that building, that building, every team player, I mean team owner, um in the in the league should be paying the, the the staff at the at the arena. That should not be on on the players to do, no matter if they're a rookie or 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 a vet. That should be on the team owner to do that. And then if that player wants to add to that, cool. But that's something that should be on right. the owners. I, I'm I'm totally against that. Totally against that. I I'm not. You I, know, I don't. I don't you, see that. You that, find no the right, and you find you you're finding. So let's let's talk about this on the grand spectrum, right? <clears throat> During any major pandemic or anything going on in our country, mm-hmm. you find out who, who's greedy. You find out who is genuinely a good person. You find out who's there for their neighbor. You find out who's a piece of shit. I mean, let's just be real with it, right? You just that's mm-hmm. that's. The reality we live in. You find out the real nature of people when something like this is going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's with owners, players, regular normal person living in the suburbs, right? Right. Mm-hmm. The day one, the minute the NBA canceled their season, or well, effectively canceled it, right? 
Mark Mark Cuban comes on and says, "Ah, my people are good. I'm gonna pay yes. them. Period. That's the, the same day they cancel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said the yeah. only thing I might ask is some is some volunteer work to help our community. He said yeah. nothing mm-hmm. about helping his organization. Yeah. He said I'm good. I'm I'm a multi billionaire. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but he said I might need you to help maybe give out some meals to to the poor." Maybe, you know, go out to the elderly and <clears throat> make sure they're good. You know, whatever it is, yeah. work with organizations yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. And I respect that, you know. And he, <clears throat> he even said if it comes down to it, he's not going to risk the health of his, his staff. You know what I mean? If, if the pandemic mm-hmm. is that bad. Um, <clears throat> that That is stepping up. That, that is being a genuinely good person. And it's not just the money part. It's the fact that he even mentioned those little nuggets, right? You know, the, the mm-hmm. I'm going to help the elderly people or I'm going to hand meals out. You know, that that shows me genuine care. Yeah. yeah. And he's still paying his people to this day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you yeah. get the it was a, the jazz owner. Uh, uh, I can't remember her name. She come. Well, of course, she didn't say a word. She had her PR people come out and say it. Oh, you know, we, we already reduced our executive staff, our executive staff salary. We reduced it, you know, kind of prorated it for the year. Um, but even with that, you know, we're struggling to keep up. We're gonna have to. We're, we're gonna furlough a lot of our our everyday employees. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Did you know? If every I can't remember the exact number of people, but I, I think it was like on average of a, like nineteen dollars an hour or some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. You can pay a, a decent staff for only a million dollars for three months. <laughs> now I again, only. Like, it's not only for me, but only yeah. for for a multi billionaire is definitely only, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're telling me you can't afford that mill to to cover people that 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 are paycheck to paycheck, that are struggling. Now, mind you, my my you know my my wife is she's laid off. She's a dental in the dental field, and they, that's one of the no nos during the pandemic, right? Oh, Obviously, yeah. they're physically in people's mouths. Not a good idea. Yeah. 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 Um, so she's off, you know, she, it is what it is. she's doing on appointment things. She's doing whatever she needs to do. We're good. I'm still working. She's getting a decent appointment, whatever the case is. We're fine. I, we can still eat. We still have a roof, right? Mm-hmm. Right. There are millions, hundreds of millions of people that don't even like literally their paycheck pays to just stay in their house. Right. And you're telling me you can't pay them while you're sitting in your fucking mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, no, I, I social distance, guys, with your fucking uh, Moscow Moscow mule in your hand and, mm-hmm. you know, half a theater that's the size of someone's apartment. Like, come on. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. be real here. You got yeah, the money. Yeah. You got the money. It's it's greed. And th- this is where you learn who – I'll put it this way. The people who are being greedy, the companies that are being greedy, I'm going to – we will all find out, right? We'll find out right. who was laid off. I'm not supporting shit. I'm not supporting that NBA team. MOB yeah. team, whatever the case is, I, I'm, I I love the Yankees. I love, sadly, love the Knicks. Uh, <laughs> I love the Bills. But if I find out straight up that these owners are not supporting their staff, who are, I mean, at this point could almost end up homeless, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not supporting those teams anymore. And I'm real. I, I'm dead serious. I will not watch a game. I don't even care if they make it to the championship. I'm not watching it. Hmm. And that's a that's, lot for you um, as a Knicks fan. That's real. Because if the Knicks made it to the finals, yeah, I've been through a lot of shit. You've been through too much, and that, that Listen, that's like a waste. The of Knicks time. have already put me through so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I put so much time into all my teams, and I'm, and, and I don't mean to sound like some social justice warrior, or whatever. I, I I believe that I can do my part to help the world whatever that small little part is. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you right now, I'm not supporting people who aren't. No. I, who have I the ability to do it. Because if I was a billionaire, yeah. I'd be helping my people out. Yeah. Why not? I agree. You know what I mean? And so it, you just, you're seeing that, you, what is it, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? You're seeing yeah. that throughout this entire pandemic. You're seeing in stores people fighting over something or, or you know, overbuying and letting elderly people run out of supplies or, you know, being selfish and going to work sick and getting others sick. You know, it, it's it's just you really see some ugly people, man. You, yeah. you, you really do. 
And that's with any anywhere in life. It's not just the NBA. It's not just the MLB or NFL or whatever league. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen the selfishness. Yeah. You know, and I actually have a list here of teams that are helping out their their team. So the Braves and the MLB, they're all donating to different organizations. They started a fund. Um, so the owner started a fund, put X amount of money in it, and then told the players that they'd like to donate, put it in the pot, and we'll we'll distribute. Which I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, Celtics are doing it. Nets are doing it. Hornets, Bulls, Cubs, Cavaliers, Mavs, Nuggets, Pistons, Warriors, Astros. I mean, it's a whole list. Clippers, Lakers combined, uh, uh, Grizzlies, Heat, Bucks, Timberwolves, the baseball in general is donating, uh, the Pelicans, the Thunder, the Knicks, uh, the Magic, the Sixers, the Suns. I mean, again, the list just goes on and on. You know, it. it it's either to, to directly to people or for meals or for uh, research to mm-hmm. find out there's no cure uh, for the virus, but a vaccine, um, you know, just that, that, that shows me, you know, hopefully we're in good shape, you know, as a, a humanity, let alone just, just leagues. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I would agree it's, with that. It's ba- crazy, ba- man. Based off the list that you just mentioned, um, I'm going to say this. It makes me so happy that I am a Chicago Bulls slash Memphis Grizzlies fan, knowing that no. both of my organizations <laughs> are doing exactly their part. And same thing for you, Derek, as a Celtics fan. We know that we support hey, teams man. that hey, support listen, their community. I'm surprised yeah, the Knicks I are. That. I was I actually thought the minute said the James Dolan got COVID, lie. he's going to say, fuck all y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James Dolan caught COVID. I thought he was going to fire all his people, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's, yeah. it's the, yeah. you know, it's, again, you're right. The teams that you support, when you see that they're doing that, yeah. it, it makes you feel good, man. It, it's it does. The, the teams that don't, that, that fucking piss me off. You yeah. know, and I, I'll say this, and I'm, I, one thing I'll say I hate is when people judge the amount people, you know, teams or owners or people give, right? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care how much they give. Like the whole thing with the, the Amazon owner, Bezos or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. he gave $100 million. They're like, oh, that's only 0.0002%. I'm like, so? It's $100, 100 million. Million. It's going to help somebody. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Shoot, give what, me $100 hundred million. $50 billion, I get it, but yeah, yeah. that ain't all just cash he has sitting in his, in his account. I mean, that's nah. assets. People don't understand yeah, how... I was about, how to, say, I was about to say hurt. that. I don't think people understand like, yeah. A lot of it, well, probably half of the $80 billion itself is in stocks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, whatever. People don't know what the hell they're talking about. Look, I'll take like 20 k out of that $100 million. He wouldn't even notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, yeah. Give me that. People talk crazy. Pay off some student loans. Come on now. You can pay. What? Man. SOs. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know, you really see, I see here that Rudy Gobert was the first player to give, to give money. (laughs) better, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's your fault, homeboy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's your fault. You know what? You want to make jokes? Now you got it. That that was his intention, yeah, but without Colbert getting sick, I think we I think the world will be in much worse shape. Do you notice right after he got sick, everything shut down? It did, it did. Yeah, and then it you would think about kind of who's in, in the audience. It's needed a high profile. That's sad. Mm-hmm. We needed somebody high profile to get sick. That's what yeah. we Yeah, it's not sad just... that that's what it takes because every life counts. Yeah. Well, yeah, and not to mention, I mean, if you think about how things have just been straight lockdown, every day is a different day right now. We don't know exactly what's going to happen each day. It's just like everything keeps happening each day so differently. And had that not happened, you would have probably had players on lockdown. So some of these players wouldn't have, wouldn't have even have been able to go to practice or go to different games, the way travel was going. So it, it was inevitable. Uh, so it, it really did take that, you know, act to happen. So it, it all it all kind of fell into place the way it needed to. I think so. Yep. I think so. Uh, this is, uh, you know, 
we'll see. We're 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 at a time now where things are just the social norms are completely eliminated, and we're and when things get either tough or different or you know it's something that honestly what we'll probably never see this happen again in a hundred years, like our kids' kids may not even see it. Yeah, hopefully um, not. Hopefully not. Yeah, exactly. But um, hopefully we learn from it. Um, yeah. You know, it's. I, I don't want to get all political. There's a lot. There's a lot I can get into on that. But yeah. um, you know, it, it's it's just a lot of uh, lack of preparation. We should have been prepared as a as a country for something like this. We weren't. You know, it, oh yeah, our healthcare system is, is just one of the worst in the world. It shouldn't be. You know, yeah. and I, I don't mean that towards like doctors and nurses. They're great. Hospitals are doing their best. I don't think they were given the necessary necessary resources to, to be ready for something like this, and that's the government's fault. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's uh, you know, hopefully everybody sees that and we start to see more donations again. Going back to that, to to research into diseases or, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, we we gotta we gotta band together, man. It's, it's tough yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. Well, it tough <laughs> times? The last tough people do so. <laughs> Even with yeah. this whole thing going on, do you see the uh, NFL season starting up on time? So, uh, well, Trump says yes, but... <laughs> yeah, he also said we were going to be done with this by Easter, so... Yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. Uh, so. <laughs> his, his, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trusting that. I would that. say, <laughs> I think MEA, MLB, NHR are done. That's yeah. Yeah. That's just my yeah. guess. Um NFL I think will start in January. And they'll do a January to April season. Mesh. That's you know, gonna mess up a lot. Yeah, that it would is. mess up a lot if that happened. Um Or maybe even just start later and then go into maybe February, March. You know, maybe start your remember? I would say honestly, yeah, I think I think starting a month later would probably be the most likely. Honestly, people are like, "Oh, it's 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 about to apex in the in a week." You know, the disease. It's like, okay, when the yeah, disease they said that apexes. Two weeks ago, though. Well, no, actually, is not. I guess the, the they've been showing a bunch of the positive. Well, the, that's the thing. So they're showing positive tests. That's people who get tested. Doesn't mean the disease is actually gone. It's just they. Yeah. Maybe there's people that aren't, but if it apexes in a week, um, it's not like you can say, "Oh, everybody go back to work." Like you need to let it go go down because if yeah. you let everybody back out at the apex it's going to go higher <laughs> i mean higher. it's just yeah. common sense so you know i don't think people are going you know non-essential businesses i don't think are going back to work till june um mm-hmm. and then the league just i mean that's when the league is so different because you're bringing in eighty thousand people into one one you know one space right so right and that's, that's what i was going to ask also like the um college football is pretty much going to be delayed too if it even happens right yeah like the ramifications of this is going to end up pushing into next year because that, that affects the draft that that right you know it, it affects a lot of things so I, I don't um my hope is that the nfl season starts in in october and it only um gets pushed back a month i think if it gets pushed back um, where the Super Bowl is like at the end of February, early March, I think we would be okay with that, right? Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Because then the draft would be in April, and then you can do OTAs and all that stuff a few months after that. Right. You know, every, every everything would be back on track if you do it like that. But if you're if you're going into the NFL season and, and delaying it a couple of months, that's going to affect. That's why I was wondering about the NBA season. Like um, people are talking about, um, you know, continuing it uh, in the next couple of months, but that affects next season. So what are you going to do? Shorten next season out? Yeah, that's that's what you they, know, they, they might have to. Some some of these organizations may have no choice but to shorten their seasons nfl mlb all of them i mean if you want to try to get things back to somewhat of a semi-norm this kind of forces all of them in a way to shorten their seasons and off seasons a little bit like 
you know, because you kind of have to do that to get things back to a regular norm schedule. Um, they have to cooperate. So, yeah, you know, so it's like bump, bump competing with one another because it's not about that at this point. So it's right. like it's not about oh who who can get more viewers of of what sport. It's like nah, you know, I mean, because even as a representative of like you know the pro wrestling world, like I mentioned uh, with Derek earlier with WWE, I mean. For a sport that doesn't even have an offseason, this is a, a good opportunity for them to actually consider having that now. Because right. this now, you know, because in, in the case of a pro wrestler, like, uh, they're, they're what you would call independent contractors with what they do. So, you know, they don't have a healthcare program and things of that nature. They kind of have to take care of themselves. So it's like right. now this gives the opportunity to say, hey, given the fact this is a 24-7 type of job, you know what? We should have an off season. Let, let's have a few weeks hiatus or a month or and a half or something like that, so that we can be rejuvenated, refreshed, make sure we're healthy and things like that. So, it it this this pandemic kind of has a blessing in disguise to it. It it, it forces people to, to you know organize, think some things out, uh, you know, and really see how can we get things back on a better track. Uh, it's right. like a reset. You know? Yeah, it is, and, and it's mm-hmm. it's gonna reset the like a lot of leagues, just like the WWE, right? They're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. look at it like if this happens again, what's our contingency, right? Yeah. Like how are we gonna be? So they're doing like the horse games and the two K games. Like now, I guarantee the NBA Adam Silver. I love Adam Silver, by the way. I think he's the yeah, best commissioner. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he's gonna come out and maybe make a pandemic response team or something you know like <laughs> what 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 are we gonna do if this happens again like what what footage do we have what you know yeah. can we get a gym where we can get players to play two on two if, if it's not that serious or you know whatever the case is let's, let's get something on tv to, to keep the fans engaged yeah. um and, and, and god bless espn for pushing up the, the the michael jordan documentary i can't wait for that oh my god yeah yeah that's, that's gonna, gonna be good still feels like it's so long away I know. It does. I know. Does. But hey, we're still looking. Uh, honestly, we're going to be in this this little uh, uh, can we call it quarantine, I guess. Uh, I'm thinking to the end of May, so we got some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we got, we got plenty got of time, man. You know, uh, and and hey, that gives more more content for us. You know, as podcasters, as as media right. coverage, it gives us more things to talk about. That's why I even Absolutely. you know talked to Derek about that. I was just like, hey, you know, after after re- we're in WrestleMania season, it's weird pandemic has made this weird it doesn't feel like mania but it is and it's like hey you know when this ends they have one more taping i believe because the tapings were currently when the shutdown was going down literally so now that everybody's quarantined once this is over there is no pro wrestling at this point i I don't even know if aew is going to be doing anything after a while because with the shutdown and quarantine stuff there's not much you can do so it's like uh, now we just can look at documentaries. We can look at, you know, specials and different things to, you know, as as people who cover sports, we still have things we can talk about in the meantime and just keep everybody updated on what we're finding out as we go along Absolutely. about this thing, you know? Absolutely. So do our part, right? That's the yeah, we're doing our part, you know? We're trying to keep you guys uh, who listen out there and faithfully to us, man, trying to give you guys something that's a great escape in all of this, man. So... Uh, allow me to say, if you're at home, do not let do not let depression get a hold of you right now. That's what we're here for. You know, we love you guys who listen. We love you guys who, you know, need a getaway from what's going on right now. And that's what we're here to, you know, provide for you guys. So hopefully, man, we can help you guys uh, stay motivated out here, man. All right. If we can be a small piece of that puzzle, we're here for it, man. Most yeah. definitely. We are. Most definitely. And Dwayne, we you know we appreciate you coming on, brother. You you know, always welcome. <clears throat> um, I would come to to the wrestling podcast, but I I just don't know much about it, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, I do it's listen, okay, though. I do listen, okay. though. I do. Yeah. I am learning a lot off of it. I will tell you yeah. that. <laughs> hey, listen, we appreciate it, man. I, I, it's always a pleasure being on the sideline, guys. This is uh, man, I believe my second appearance, man. And I always mm-hmm. love to, you know, bring the wrestling community and like I said, anybody out there, even if you're listening, like I said, I try to. What I love to do with with life's a botch, man. I try to relate because I'm I'm you know I'm a pro wrestling is my thing, but I do know my basketball, my football, things of that nature because I love those sports as well. So I try to relate 
you know, uh, pro wrestling to everyday life more than anything because it's like it, whether you are a casual fan that watched in the glory years or the Attitude Era or even if you kind of don't watch it but you're kind of interested, I try to make it interesting where people can still want to check it out, you know, and be like, hey, I'd love to check this out and see if I can get into it a little bit. So, uh, you know, I welcome everybody, man. And, and hey, you know, Corey, you're always welcome. Even, even if, you know, Derek has been on and he hasn't watched in a while and I'm able to keep him engaged. You know, I, I'll carry you, man. I can I can yeah, carry a broomstick right. on a podcast now. I'll carry yeah, you okay. and get you, get right, you engaged. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Like you I said, I got nothing but quarantine. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you know, we appreciate you. Everyone will be safe out there, man. And, uh, you know, we're here if you need us. Oh, Dwayne, tell, tell everyone where to find you, man. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, you guys can follow me, uh, follow the podcast, All Things Life's a Botch, uh, literally Life's a Botch podcast on everything, Facebook, uh, Instagram, not quite Twitter. Uh, if you're looking for uh, some of my reaction on Twitter, just follow my artist page at Highlight Life. Uh, and also, again, you can follow that as well on Instagram. And uh, yeah, man, uh, interact with me. Uh, check out the Life's a Botch podcast. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys who do listen. It is a fun show to do. I try to keep it fun for you guys. And uh, yeah, man, we're just going to keep you guys laughing and keep you animated, man. Most sure. definitely. Jonathan, tell everyone where they can find you, bro. Hey, I'm over there. On, uh, I've got a few a few spots I'm at. So I'm on uh, Twitter, FB underscore YoungJT09. Uh, actually, Derek and I had talked about, so I, I stream on Facebook. I, I stream gaming, so I'm big on esports and just gaming in general. Um, on the sidelines has a YouTube page up now, um, yes. or we'll be right there. Are we on there? Are we on there already? Yeah, yeah, we're up. Yeah, we're and up. Um, we're able to stream. live stream gaming, and um, I, I plan to hopefully host um, future esports events kind of live host it right you know kind of mm -hmm. just switch between players and and things like that so you know that that'll be that's coming in the works and uh you know check me out check me out on both yes sir and and you can uh find me derek underscore ots but mainly ots guys uh ots guys on all social media platforms uh look us up on otsguys.com and uh we have a lot of stuff coming for you guys, so please pay attention uh, to the website. Uh, we also have um, a uh, Tupac filmography that's about to to start dropping next week. Ooh, um, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, uh, No Chase Film Society, we're going to be covering um, all of Tupac's films um, and just going through that. It's going to be a six-part series, so uh, definitely check that out. Um, and, and and just keep watch because we have a lot of stuff coming to you. All right. All right. Appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks for joining us again, Dwayne. And we'll catch you guys later.